0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is the Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well hello there and welcome to another episode of The Surge Fact. Today we're going to be talking about the assassination of John F. Kennedy. But before we get started, I'm going to mention two of our sponsors today. Our sponsor is Love My Legs on Sound Grey Bruce. Click on the link below and head on over to their webpage on Facebook and see what they have to offer. They have to offer numerous, numerous different leggings for women. And they have three different styles of waistbands, and they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So, head on over and check out what they have to offer. Our second sponsor is He Shirts She Shirts. Once again, click on their link below in the description and head on over to their webpage. It's He Shirts Shirts.ca and check out what they have to offer because they are more than just a t shirt company, they offer all kinds of clothing. All right, so let's get into today's podcast. We're going to be talking about John Fitzgerald Kennedy. So let's get started. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, he was born May 29, 1917, and he passed away on November 22, 1963. He was often referred to by his initials JFK and by the nickname Jack. He was an American politician who served as the, as the 35th president of the United States from 1961 until his assassination in 1963. He was the youngest person to assume the presidency by election and the youngest president at the end of his tenure. Kennedy served at the height of the Cold War, and the majority of his foreign policy concerned relations with the Soviet Union and with Cuba a Democrat from Massachusetts, Kennedy served on both houses of the U.S. Congress prior to his presidency. Born to a prominent in the, into a prominent family, the Kennedys, and they were from Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Kennedy graduated from Harvard University in 1940 before joining the United States Naval Reserve. The following year, during World War II, he commanded a series of PT boats in the Pacific Theater. Kennedy's survival, survival following the sinking of PT-109 and his rescue of his fellow sailors made him a war hero and earned him the Navy and Marine Corps medals, but left him with serious injuries. So everyone knows that November 22, 1963, John F. Kennedy was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. Or was he the shooter? Or was he the only one? And who was Lee Harvey Oswald? Well, Lee Harvey Oswald was born October 18, 1939, and he died November 24, 1963. He was a United States Marine veteran who assassinated John F. Kennedy, the 35th President of the United States on November 22, 1963. Oswald was placed in juvenile detention at the age of 12 for truancy, during which time he was assessed by a psychiatrist as emotionally disturbed. Due to a lack of normal family life, after attending 12 schools in his youth, he quit repeatedly and finally, when he was 17, he joined the Marines. Oswald was court-martialed twice while in the Marines and jailed. He was honorably released from active duty in the Marine Corps into the Marine Corps Reserve, then flew to Europe and defected to the Soviet Union in October 1959. He lived in Minsk, Belarusia. married a Russian woman named Marina, and had a daughter in June 1962. He returned to the United States with his wife and eventually settled down in Dallas, Texas, where their second daughter was born. Oswald shot and killed Kennedy on November 22, 1963, from the sixth floor window of the Texas School Book Depository as Kennedy traveled by motorcade through Dealey Plaza in Dallas. About 45 minutes after assassinating Kennedy, Oswald shot and killed Dallas police officer J.D. Tippett on a local street. He then slipped into a movie theater where he was arrested for Tippett's murder. Oswald was charged with the assassination of Kennedy, but he denied responsibility for the killing, claiming that he was just a batsy. So he was just a
1: patsy. So he claims, let's just uh, play this little video of him actually saying that. I like some legal representation. These police officers have not allowed me to,
2: to have any. Okay, I uh, I don't know what this is all about. Sir, you're in the Sir? I work in that building Are you in the building? Naturally if I work in that building, yes, sir. Back up, man. Come is on, the man. President? No, they're taking me in because of the fact that I'm in the reason. I'm, I'm just a the president?
0: So, there you hear it
1: Not that clip. He said he was just a patsy. So, of course, a couple days after that, he was shot by a man by the name of Jack Ruby. And that was on live television as well. Jack Ruby shooting Oswald, so I'm going to show you that clip here right now. Just give me one second. Just going to cue it up here. Now the prisoner
2: Let me have it. I want it.
0: so there was Jack Ruby of course shooting Lee Harvey Oswald now what started this was of course was the assassination of John F Kennedy and I'm going to show you of course the famous is film that everyone's seen as a pruder film and um, this was filmed by the Pruder from the grassy knoll. And uh, let's just play
1: the footage here. And it's war- uh, it's
0: graphic, of course. So I gotta warn you uh, beforehand that it's it's very graphic. So uh, so please, you know, if you're queasy. Don't want don't, don't watch this part. Uh, just kind of pass pass over it and then go to the next part. But uh I'm gonna play it for you right now. Of course there's no there's no sound, but it's kind of a slow mode version. And uh you might I might talk here just a little bit as we're as I'm showing it to you. But like I said, it is a slowed down version and there's no there's no sound to it. But um, you'll see they're just they're just turning the corner there now on the Dealey Plaza, just turning the corner there. And um of course to the left, upper left. Would be the uh, Texas Book Depository where where um, Oswald was sitting on the sixth floor.
1: Um, as you see the limousine
0: coming up here, just shortly after two hundred some odd frames, just past the sign, you'll see uh, John F. Kennedy kind of hold his throat. That would supposedly be the first shot. And then there was another shot, supposedly. So there, that's the first shot. And then the next shot, there was another shot. That that one went through Connolly supposedly, and JFK. And then the final fatal shot was the last shot. Supposedly, there was three shots that were fired. And uh, so there was the fatal shot. And uh, like you, I've said before, anyone that's
1: seen this film footage, it... Um, it looks
0: like it came from the right to me. But that's just kind of my way of when I looked at it, I'm just looking at it and thinking, gee, that shot looked like it came from the right. But um yeah, so that was the famous as a Pruder film. But uh you can make up your own conclusions about that and what you think it looked like. Um but I, I think it looked just from force and inertia. It looks like it comes from the from the right. And it kinda just came from that right side. And then his head went to the to the left. Um, you know, kind of physics, eh? If you push something it goes in the same direction, opposite equal opposite direction that you push it for the force. But like I said, you can make up your own minds. Um I've got my way of looking at it, but I think there was more than just that, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, but that's just my opinion. Um but this visual tells me that the shooter was – it was not actually behind JFK. He was on the right side. That's just my opinion, like I said. Um, now, there are all kinds of reasons. Uh, people figure why John F. Kennedy was uh, shot, why he was assassinated. Um, was it Lee Harvey Oswald working by himself? Was Lee Harvey Oswald working with somebody else? And who was he working with? Was he working with the KGB? Was he working with the CIA? Was he working with the mob? Um no one knows, but let's get some reasons, just you know, let's get, let's get some reasons just a little bit bit more. Uh, Something it might be is uh, this speech of John F. Kennedy,
1: this speech that he gave um, that was kind of like a catalyst of why he
0: was, why he was assassinated. Um, but here, just listen to the speech here. I'll just cue up this speech. And you can can have a listen for yourself, it's a minute and a bit long, but uh, if you've never heard it before, it's well worth a listen and a watch. Here you go. Secrecy is
2: repugnant in a free and open society, and we are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret society, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings, for we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned. No rumor is printed. No secret is revealed. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. But I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting.
0: So there you go. So that was, uh, like I said, that was a, another thing that people think maybe that's why he was assassinated. So um, you never know. Some people also think it was because he wanted to uh, do something with their Federal Reserve banking system, right? Get away from printing money and uh, putting something else to it. Um, now this is a document to prove – kind of prove this theory. Um, There's an executive order that he had signed, so some people think it might have been that. Another the theory is that he was going to release information about UFOs, so whether you believe that theory or not. But here's just a few documents that can kind of back up that theory a little bit. Uh, Majestic 12 or MJ-1 to uh, other members in the Majestic 12. MJ-1 was a guy by the name of Alan Dulles. He was a director of the National Security Agency. And uh, here's a document that he had written to the other members of MJ-12, Majestic 12. And um, there's Dulles there getting his uh, medal from uh, John F. Kennedy. Anyway, in this one document that I'm about to show you as well, it says, uh, this is also stating that Lancer has been making inquiries regarding this topic. Anyone that knows the code names for presidents and stuff, Lancer was the Secret Service name for John F. Kennedy at that time. Now, the Russians, of course, were also mentioned because of the obvious Cuban Missile Crisis that, that had occurred in the Cuban Missile Crisis, also known as as the October uh, crisis of 1962 in Cuba was a 13-day confrontation between the United States and the Soviet Union when American deployment of nuclear missiles in Italy and Turkey were matched by Soviet deployments of nuclear missiles in Cuba. The crisis lasted from October 16th to October 28, 1962. The confrontation is widely considered the closest that the Cold War had ever came to escalating into a full-scale nuclear war. Now, some people think, what is a a threat from the inside, his own country, the very people that John F. Kennedy had mentioned earlier in that speech? Was it those people from inside his own country? Usually when there are too many questions and not enough answers to make people, their minds wander. And then, of course, that's where conspiracies kind of are made of. And uh, so here's a few more things in regards to that about People want to talk about conspiracies and what have you? Um, let's just go through a couple here that went people went through at the time. One of them was the first famous shot of Lee Harvey Oswald holding on to his gun, it was actually on a Life magazine, and uh, that photo was taken by this from this camera, which is Lee Harvey's camera. And now there are people who looked at this picture and they claim that there are about uh, four discrepancies. Number one. Four exact discrepancies. And the number one was the shadows of his chin and the shadow on the ground. They didn't match up because of the or the sunlight was uh, lighting it up. Number two was the shape of his chin. That the for some reason the shape of his chin wasn't the same. So uh, and the length of the gun. They figured that it wasn't correct. And uh, the stance that he had that looked unnatural. So they had all kinds of people looking over these photographs and trying to trying to figure out if in fact that there was something wrong with them. But some people say that his head was superimposed as well. That was something else people said. Kind of like a Photoshop from today. But after looking at the film negatives from other pictures that were taken from that same camera, they all had these same little markings on those negatives. So this photo that was not tampered with, this was the Oswald in the backyard holding his... A gun taken from that camera. It just kind of shows that that was in fact a real picture. Like even though everything else, the shadows and the length of the gun and stance and all that stuff. All the other film uh, pictures that were on that film all had these markings on it from that camera because it was was inside the camera. So they couldn't have been played with or toyed with. So probably uh, so many people tried to make them out to be fakes uh, because Lee Harvey Oswald himself... Said that they were, and uh, when showing the pictures, he insisted that they were fake. There was an article right here that says he, he first time we looked at Osball saw them when he was showing the pictures, and he said, uh, "Oh, they're fake. Those are fake." So that's what people ran with the ball, and then started uh, trying to figure out if in fact they were fake. So let's turn a little bit to the grassy knoll. It's where the grassy knoll was to the right of that vehicle. So there's a couple pictures of the grassy knoll, what it looked like back then. And this is the area in which some believe that that fatal headshot was taken from. And on that day, three men were arrested. Now, supposedly these guys, look at these guys. I'm going to show you pictures of them. They look like bums or vagrants. At the time when they were arrested, they were up by the grassy knoll. No one knew who they were or what they were about. But um, these gentlemen, uh, one fellow's name was E. Howard Hunt. One guy's name was Frank Sturgis, and one guy's name was Dan uh, Carswell. So these three tramps later identified as Dan Carswell, Frank Sturgis, and, and E. Howard Hunt. Who are these guys, you might ask? Well, Dan Carswell, he was a CIA agent who was allegedly arrested in Dealey Plaza, disguised as a tramp hiding in a railroad car behind the grassy knoll from where witnesses claimed to have heard gunshots. Well, why would a CIA agent be hiding in a railway car, railroad car, behind the grassy knoll? That's a good question, right? This—that's uh, why these things take off. Another one was uh, Frank Sturgis, Frank Anthony Sturgis, December ninth, nineteen twenty-four. Uh, December fourth, nineteen thirty-ninety-three, passed away, but uh, he was born Frank Angelo uh, Fiorini. Uh, was one of the five Watergate burglars who captured whose capture led to the end of the president, uh, Richard Nixon. He served in several branches of the United States military and in the Cuban Revolution of 1958, worked as an undercover operative for the Central Intelligence Agency, and was alleged to be involved in the JFK assassination. That's kind of bizarre, right? Last guy was uh, Everett Howard Hunt Jr., October 9, 1918 to January 23, 2007. He was an American intelligence officer and author from 1949-1970. Hunt served as an officer in the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, particularly in the United States, involved in regime change in Latin America, including 1954 Guatemalan coup. Questions, questions, questions.
1: These are the types of things that make people wonder, what the hell happened here
0: and why? So Lee Harvey Oswald, he shoots John F. Kennedy November 22nd, 1963. Two days later, a guy connected with the mob, Jack Ruby, shoots Oswald. While Oswald was being transferred from, of course, the courthouse jail, he was getting moved at the time, and Ruby basically assassinated him. And, of course, it was splattered all over the papers, and after that occurred, Jack Ruby says, he says this thing to the world, this is what Jack Ruby says to the world. The people have, somebody asked him a question
1: here, reporters asked him a question. And this is what he says. The people that had so much to gain and
2: have such a material motive for putting in a position I'm in
1: will never let the true facts come of our to the.
0: Have never let the true facts come above board to the world. That's pretty wild. Not sure if you ever seen that video or not, but uh, that was Jack Ruby saying that to some people at an interview. Now, who was this guy, Jack Ruby? Jack Ruby, Leon Ruby, was born Jacob Leon Rubenstein, April twenty fifth, nineteen eleven. Passed away January the third, nineteen sixty seven. He was an American nightclub owner and alleged associate of the Chicago Outfit. He murdered Lee Harvey Oswald on November 24, 1963, two days after Oswald had accused was accused of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The Dallas jury found Ruby guilty and sentenced him to death. And Ruby's conviction was later appealed, and he was to be granted a new trial. However, he became very ill while in prison and was diagnosed with a cancer, and died of pulmonary embolism on January the 3rd, 1967. In September of 1964, the Warren Commission colluded that Ruby acted alone in killing Oswald and shooting him in an, with an impulse uh, and out of grief over Kennedy's assassination. These findings were challenged by various critics who suggested that Ruby was involved with the major figures in organiza- organized crime and that he was acting as part of an assassination plot against Kennedy. Now, of course, there's that magic bullet. That magic bullet was explained. Only three shots were fired, and not more than three. And here is a couple of videos. Well, the one video anyway that I'm going to show, uh, show you that um, hopefully is going to explain this this video theory. But um, let's watch the video and we'll go from there. It- so this is the this is the bullet that you would have been witnessing. Um, when you're watching the Sapruder film, as uh, Kennedy put his hands up, and then that one supposedly went through his throat. So here we go.
1: Kennedy's back and came out of his neck.
2: And then went into Conley's back, uh, piercing the lung, destroying four inches of the right fifth rib, exiting from the front of his chest, going into the back of the wrist, shattering the distal of the radius, and a six-foot-four guy like Conley, that's a big, heavy bone, comminuted
1: fracture, exits from the front of the wrist, goes into his left thigh.
0: So that... Uh... That bullet did a lot of bouncing around, did a lot of maneuvering and uh, changing direction in the air and stuff, which is kind of bizarre. Now, this is that bullet that did all that, and this bullet was also supposedly found in a gurney at the hospital, and here it is. And this bullet, it doesn't – anyone that knows anything about ballistics or anyone that knows anything about uh, bullets hitting bone and what it can do knows that – that particular bullet should be a lot more damage than it actually that actually is, so that's kind of strange. so, as you can see for yourself, there are numerous theories right about the uh, john f Kennedy's assassination, and everyone's gonna have have their way of looking at it and have their own theories. Hey leave some comments below um, I've just uh did a quick little video here about it. Um, But there's too many questions and just not enough answers as far as I'm concerned. Uh, There's just far, far too many questions. Um, Because if things were so cut and dried with this case, if uh, it's like that was it, you know, uh, he acted alone, he shot him from the uh, Texas Book uh, Depository uh, Library, and and that was it, blah, 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 then there'd be nothing else. Otherwise, there's still 4,000 684 documents still being withheld from the world. There are still almost 5,000 documents being held. And this happened like 60 years ago. Like 60 years ago. Anyone that is even involved with this is gone. What have they got to hide?
1: Or is it because they're hiding
0: something other than someone? Maybe they're higher, You know, hiding a agency or hiding, you know, instead of a person. just seems kind of bizarre that there's almost 5,000 and there's literally nobody uh, stepping forward and releasing these documents because they're being withheld, like I said, from the world. Um, But what's in them? What's in these documents? It might shed some light on what the hell happened. And uh, once again, questions, questions. But no one questions about these documents and why they're not out there. But one of the greatest mysteries of the last century was why was John F. Kennedy assassinated and did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone? Fascinating stuff. Something that people will be talking about for for years to come, I'm sure. But uh, I just wanted to compile something together and uh, hopefully in a synopsis kind of give people an idea of what transpired and, um, like I said, you make up your own mind, throw some, some throw some ears in, in the comments. I, I, there's probably things I'm missing. I'm sure there's other little, little things that, uh, weren't out there, but I didn't want to have this it'd be a three or four hour podcast. I just want to make it to about 30 minutes, which I try to stick within those bounds. So anyway, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, remember, I always say it, uh, I'm on rumble. All my videos go to rumble. I can also be found on the, uh, Apple or Android apps, the uh, podcast apps, just look for The Surge Effect, type in The Surge Effect and you will see my black logo with my with my microphone. And uh, I can also be found on any social media as well. Um, all you people that have subscribed to my channel, much appreciated. Please like uh, the videos and please share them. Um, and don't forget to subscribe, if you haven't subscribed subscribed hit the little bell and every time I post a new video you will be notified uh, via email or through your YouTube channel all right so like I said thanks again for listening in to the surge effect and until next podcast everyone have yourself a great day cheers this episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtssheshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.